Your local decolonization expert here, Madison Travis. Or should I say de-occupancy expert? <laughs> you heard it, folks, from an actual Ethiopian local and the past experts. Ethiopia was not colonized. They were, in fact, occupied for a total of six years. Although that may seem like a long time to have another country in your home country, Ethiopia's resistance to colonization is what helped them to be one of the few African countries not to be colonized. Unlike other surrounding African countries, Ethiopia was able to preserve their language, culture, and customs. From the 83 languages and dialects spoken throughout the country to the traditional foods such as wat that consists of a spicy stew paired with injera that many locals enjoy eating with their hands, and ethnic groups dancing etsketsa, which is an Ethiopian dance that involves a lot of shoulder movement. Listen to this. <laughs> While for surrounding African countries, they were affected by colonialization in both negative and positive ways. I will be comparing and contrasting the impacts received by Ethiopia versus other African countries that were excellently colonized. One of the biggest impacts that impacted other African countries is economic instability. Colonization left a breach in the good functioning economy that was in place before countries were led by colonial leaders. These colonial leaders placed principles into play that didn't even cater to each country's needs. Ethiopia's government did not change while under Italy rule. Another major impact of decolonization was their reliance on their colonizers and political and the political impact they left. During colonization, African countries heavily relied on their colonizers, and as a result today, they cannot function as an African country as they are still reliant on those countries. Ethiopia isn't reliant on any other countries as it is an independent nation today. The traditional way a government will run was ruined by colonizers who changed the entire structure of governments into democracies. As I can expand on the negative effects of colonialism, let's hear about the positive effects too. One of the positive effects was the infrastructural developments that happened in Ethiopia as well as the colonized African countries. During occupation and colonialization, there was a development of hospitals, railways, and road routes. While these developments were developed to benefit whites, it, it, it ended up benefiting African inhabitants. Finally, the last and, pos and positive and the most positive impact that it left on all African countries, whether they were occupied or colonized, was educational development. Many Africans prior the time of colonialism and occupancy were illiterate as they weren't able to read or write. European invasion paved the way for Africans to be able to become literate as it was pressed as a, as a societal norm to know how to do these basic things, which led to a future generation in being literate. Today, Ethiopia functions as an independent country with a population of 109 million people with a per capita income of $790. This just shows how resilient Ethiopia is as a country in its ability to resist colonialism and to not confirm to someone trying to take over their country, which could have affected their country's traditions, as you can see that it did in the rest of Africa. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast presented by Sanjita, Naya, Tiara, Timothy, and me. Madison Travis, thank you for tuning in and see you next time.
My name is Madison Travis. And I am Sanjita Nadia. Today, we will be discussing a very controversial topic. Was Ethiopia colonized or occupied? Ethiopia, the country in which people believe it takes 13 months to a year. The country you can thank for your morning coffee. But most importantly, the country that resisted colonization. Being one of the oldest countries in Africa, the ancient empire of Ethiopia, also known as Abyssinia, was found in the 10th century by Solomon's first son, Menelik. This is the country in which Christians made their first attack in the African continent, causing Muslims to find their way to Somaliland through Ethiopia. In the scramble for Africa, Ethiopia was the only country to escape real madness, but they did get occupied with some stubborn Italians. Some locals like to say, we waited until they had built us railways and nice buildings, and then kicked them out. In 1869, Italians purchased a small port of the Red Sea, which cut off Ethiopians from the sea. This is where it all started. Ethiopians defeated the Italians in the Battle of the Galley, which provoked the Italians to seek revenge as well as conquer their territory. Well, my name is Naya Sanders, and I'm the colonizational expert when it comes to discussing if Ethiopia was colonized. Just to piggyback off Sanjita's statement on the Battle of Galley, the Battle of Galley ended up making the Italians angry due to the fact that they had lost which caused the Italians to try to bribe the emperor at the time, whose name was Emperor Menelaki, and also tried to create a civil war between the country. Creating a civil war, both of those plans had backfired. So they decided to create a treaty between the two countries. That treaty had two different versions. One was stating that one was in Amarok, and it stated that Ethiopians would be granted military and financial aid while also trying to respect that Italy had colonial territories. And then the Italian version was stating that all foreign affairs would have to go through Italy. So that created a few confusions because the, the emperor at the time did not know that the treaty was stating two different versions, which caused confusion into soon the emperor to renounce the treaty, soon declaring war on Italy. By this time, it is 1895. When it is 1895, the Battle of Adwa comes. Now, the Battle of Adwa it was a glorifying moment for Ethiopians, and it still is until this day. The Battle of Adwa was a battle between Ethiopia and Italy, and it was 200,000 soldiers. Now, the emperor at the time was still the emperor during the, sign the signing of the treaty. And he told Ethiopians that they need to keep their country together. They need to keep their family and their religion moving on. Just to make sure that they keep their identity. Because seeing neighboring countries caused them to understand that colonization would not do anything good for them. So... They ended up gathering 200,000 soldiers, and some of those soldiers consisted of women, which was very rare at the time, against 3,000 soldiers, and those 3,000 soldiers were Italy. Obviously, 
Ethiopia won. So then there was another treaty signed from the League of Nations and stating that it was independency after that for Ethiopia. Fast forward to about 35 years later. After 35 years, there was a prime minister, a new prime minister of Italy now. This prime minister, he decided that he had similar views as Adolf Hitler. Benetti Mussolini, his views were that he wanted to expand Italian territories. And considering the fact that Italians had already taken over half of the Red Sea, they wanted to take over Ethiopia as well. There was also another battle that had took place in December of 1934. Now, mind you, the Italians were the ones who enforced this battle and then claimed that the and believed that the Ethiopians should be the ones who should suffer from the loss of the battle, although the Ethiopians were the ones who were killed the most. So it gave them another reason to try to colonize Ethiopia. Also, the Italians wanted to create a Italian national prestige, which basically means that they went they were not over the fact that Italy had lost the Battle of Adwa. So they wanted to make sure that Italy was always glorified. Mussolini also believed that this extra land would help benefit Italians who were unemployed due to the Great Depression. So Italians never succeeded when it came to colonizing Ethiopians, but this occupied land that they had been granted by the League of Nations lasted for approximately six years, which had a huge impact on the Ethiopians in future times. My name is Tiara Mansfield, and I'm going to be interviewing Tenbit Davis. She used to live in Ethiopia. We're going to be getting her perspective and some of her knowledge of her own country. Um, so to start, Tenbit, would you like to introduce yourself? I know I just did, but just say hi. Sure. Hi, my name is Tenbit Davis. Uh, my new American name is Tenbit Davis, but Tenbit Davis is what I actually go by. From what you know about your home country, do you believe Ethiopia was colonized? If not, do you believe not being colonized helped or benefited your country? Uh, this is a controversial question. Uh, some Ethiopians might say Ethiopia was never colonized. Some might say it was. Uh, from my perspective, Ethiopia was in fact colonized for five years by Italy, uh, by uh, then, you know, uh, Mussolini. I'm sure you guys know about it or you've learned about it. Um, but the region that was actually colonized is now called Eritrea because they separated as their own country about 30, 25, 30 years ago. You can fact check that. Uh, so those that believe that wasn't would say, no, Eritrea is who was colonized, not Ethiopia. But the truth is that Ethiopia and Eritrea were one country at the time that Ethiopia was colonized. We were having a lot of confusion with was it colonized, was it not? It was so much controversial information. Yeah. Is there any significant experience or lesson you would like to share with us about the history or upcoming of Ethiopia that you learned living there? Oh gosh, uh, there's a lot that I learned 
and obviously having lived there for a majority of uh, my youth, right? But uh, a lot of people may not realize this, but 83, 80 to 83% of Ethiopia's economy is based on agriculture, right? So um, we really rely on nature to give back to our GDP. Uh, but also, Haile Selassie is a name that's thrown out there. You hear about him in music, um, you know, uh, lyrics. Um, he's uh, an emperor that ruled Ethiopia from 1930 to 74, if I'm not mistaken. And um, he spoke at the League of Nations to plead for uh, nations of, you know, heads of every nation to help him um, end his exile. Because at the time that he spoke at the League of Nations, uh, Italy had actually invaded Ethiopia at the time. And he was in exile, so his, you know, the reason why he he addressed uh, the League of Nations was to say, "Hey, listen, I've, my country has been invaded. It's brutality. You need to stop this. Help me go back and lead my country." And so that's probably what I would tell you about that. You know, my upbringing. It's thought widely. Wow, that's cool. What What's your favorite thing about Ethiopia? This could be anything. Why don't we touch on the both things you talked about? Um, Ethiopia has a very unique culture, right? And something that we really love and embrace is that because we were not colonized for a long time, our heritage, language, religion, culture is still intact. It still has its integrity. It hasn't really been um, diluted. Uh, and one thing that I love about us is the way we eat. We eat with our hands. We don't use utensils. Our utensils are our fingers and it's something that we enjoy doing. It's what we know to be normal. Um, even to this day, my husband is an American. He eats with his hand whenever we eat Ethiopian food and he enjoys it. Um, that's part of my culture and I, I appreciate it. But another thing is our music and the, the way we dance. It's, it's very shoulder based, uh, you know, it's not a lot of leg movement or hip movement. It's all about the shoulders. So uh, I think that's something that's very unique and special about us. That's what I'll share. Wow, that's really interesting. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. Do you think that you all being occupied by Italy has affected you guys in any type of way? There's two arguments to that question. Every country in Africa has been colonized. And one thing you do see, uh, the a difference between them and us is infrastructure-wise. There is a huge infrastructure change in the countries that have been colonized because they had Western mechanisms to build them, right? Uh, whereas we really don't have that. But similarly, what's negative about their, you know, the countries that have been colonized is they no longer have an identity, a culture that's their own. The Western countries were colonized by French, so their language is now, the main language is French. Uh, and they have dialects, right? Like Togo has, Benin has their own specific language, and so does every country. But they now have an identity where it's both French and African, whereas we don't have that crisis. Um, there, I think I, talk, I mentioned it earlier, but we still have our culture, we still have, you know, our religion. None of that has been impacted by a colony. 
Um, so I would say, you know, it has affected us from a, from from the perspective of infrastructure, like I said, and it has not affected us. And I'm glad that we weren't for the preservation of our culture. Thank you. Thank you so much again. You're I'm welcome. Like this. And no problem. Good luck, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. expert here Madison Travis or should I say the occupancy expert you heard it folks from an actual Ethiopian local and the past experts Ethiopia was not colonized they were in fact occupied for a total of six years although that may seem like a long time to have another country in your home country Ethiopia's resistance to colonization is what helped them to be one of the few African countries not to be colonized Unlike other surrounding African countries, Ethiopia was able to preserve their language, culture, and customs. From the 83 languages and dialects spoken throughout the country to the traditional foods such as wat that consists of a spicy stew paired with injera that many locals enjoy eating with their hands, and ethnic groups dancing at Sketsa, which is an Ethiopian dance that involves a lot of shoulder movement. Listen to this. <laughs> While for surrounding African countries, they were affected by colonialization in both negative and positive ways. I will be comparing and contrasting the impacts received by Ethiopia versus other African countries that were actually colonized. One of the biggest impacts that impacted other African countries is economic instability. <laughs> colonization left a breach in the good functioning economy that was in place before countries were led by colonial leaders. These colonial leaders placed principles into play that didn't even cater to each country's needs. Ethiopia's government did not change while under Italy rule. Another major impact of decolonization was their reliance on their colonizers and political and the political impact they left. During colonization, African countries heavily relied on their colonizers, and as a result today, they cannot function as an African country as they are still reliant on those countries. Ethiopia isn't reliant on any other countries as it is an independent nation today. The traditional way a government will run was ruined by colonizers who changed the entire structure of governments into democracies. As I can expand on the negative effects of colonialism, let's hear about the positive effects too. One of the positive effects was the infrastructural developments that happened in Ethiopia as well as the colonized African countries. During occupation and colonialization, there was a development of hospitals, railways, and road routes. While these developments were developed to benefit whites, it, it, it ended up benefiting African inhabitants. Finally, the last and, pos and positive and the most positive impact that it left on all African countries, whether they were occupied or colonized, was educational development. Many Africans prior the time of colonialism and occupancy were illiterate as they weren't able to read or write. European invasion paved the way for Africans to be able to become literate as it was pressed as a, as a societal norm to know how to do these basic things, which led to a future generation in being literate. Today, 
Ethiopia functions as an independent country with a population of 109 million people with a per capita income of $790. This just shows how resilient Ethiopia is as a country and its ability to resist colonialism and to not confirm to someone trying to take over their country, which could have affected their country's traditions, as you can see that it did in the rest of Africa. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast presented by Sanjita, Naya, Tiara, Timothy, and me, Madison Travis. Thank you for tuning in and see you next time.